Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. Ba ha ha afternoon alan i'm doing just fine will thanks for asking i gotta say i love a good thursday afternoon it's nice it's you know we get some fall weather heading and, into christmas and it's the, the the end of november we're now finally officially oh. reaching into the last month of this shitty shitty year <laughs> i am i gotta say i'm very hopeful for the month of december it'll be a month of big things my See birthday your, family, your birthday obviously your birthday no not obviously <laughs> never obvious <laughs> uh i can't wait to see what you end up doing and what what for my birthday yeah who knows maybe i'll just be hanging out at home with my animals and nobody else i mean Uh, dude it's nobody i have i have only eight people for my birthday these are my friends all of my friends (laughs) (laughs) i'm the zookeeper i love them but but they cannot they cannot talk to me it's the way i like it yeah exactly just a, a, a chill, creature-filled birthday. Dude, it's your birthday. Do whatever you think is going to make you happy. You deserve it. Well, what do you normally do for your birthday? Honestly, I just by the nature of, of my life, always having something bigger in me, very you know foolishly diving towards some big, un, un, unattainable goal, um, I usually forget that my birthday is coming until like the week before, not even like a couple days before. And so I scramble mm. to grab um, a bunch of friends. It just friends. passed uh, like a few months ago, right? August 3rd. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and for that, I don't even remember what we did. Oh, we had a dinner with my friend Catherine, my parents, this guy, Rick Dean, um, and a bunch of friends calling in. And that was literally, like, literally, that was my birthday because it was literally like, hey, you guys available? Oh, you're free tonight? Sweet. Let's do dinner. Nice. Hey, is it the 30s or something that we do our birthdays, like, totally just on the fly, whatever? You know, <laughs> I feel like that's just the way it's always going to be. I feel like the decade of the 30s of you, meaning, like, the age of your 30s, not 1930s, is, um, is, <laughs> is which is honestly what I thought you meant at first, um, is definitely the era of, um, of just yeah career building and 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 you know the personal stuff is this the side yeah is this birthday gonna find me a job is this birthday gonna get me an uh some good networking abilities right on right on right on (laughs) so hi uh, so dean can you produce my tv show thank you for coming to my birthday this very personal just five person affair i'm so happy you could be here now answer my question (laughs) (laughs) so uh thank you for being here will and uh Thank you, listener, for being here for Lost and Rewound. If you haven't already tuned out, thank yes. you for continuing to tune in. We're here every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. And you can hear us on the Radio Free Brooklyn app for iOS or Android. Just go to oh, yeah. radiofreebrooklyn.org slash iPhone or radiofreebrooklyn.org slash Android. If you also want to sign up for our newsletter, you can do so at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Hmm. Pretty simple, straightforward stuff, you know? As a world that is, uh, as an organization that's dedicated to a uh, paperless universe and also a spam-free universe, we are very good at, uh, you know, making that newsletter right on target. Just yes. hit exactly what you need to know about Radio Free Brooklyn. That's yes. It. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 non-for-profit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue staying on the air. Please help support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. We have an after-school program we're launching for local teenagers in this next calendar year. If you are not already convinced enough to donate to the arts, you've got another another incentive— to help the kids learn about the arts, mm. learn more about that by going to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash after school. And just to give us any amenity of dollars, a little bit 
or a lot, whatever. It was just Giving Tuesday, right? We just passed it this <laughs> yeah. past Tuesday. Radio, so. RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. And guys, remember, all the vast majority of NGOs and uh, non-for-profits make at least 60 to 80% of their yearly funding in the last month that is the last week of November to the third week in December. So guys, on this just past Giving Tuesday, feel free to join us up. And, you know, Radio Free Brooklyn provides voices to a lot of people who wouldn't otherwise have the ability. And so this is this is a platform that truly does make a change out in the world. So donate. Help us out. We got a uh, rather unpredictable show for you this hour. So oh, yeah. why don't we uh, just dive off the cliff and see what we come up with? Close your eyes and step off the edge. Woo! for this hour if we can accomplish it since it's just the two of us ah. and just i guess you know just get back to listening to some danziger's own clips and, and you know honestly there's a lot of clips that i don't know really where they go i feel like in, in the past we've tried to go with themes but there mm-hmm. is absolutely no theme at all for this episode <laughs> because we're so because at this it's like, time, it's like it's like leftovers after Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Like you mix, you, you make a little plate. Everything gets mixed up. You know, we're just yeah. we're, we're taking we're taking things that we love and getting them to put all on a plate because of a rare occasion that very rarely happens. Yes. So, like a, any good meal, like any good thrown together Thanksgiving meal, we're just we're just gonna throw some stuff on the table. You're gonna eat it, and it's gonna be delicious. It's gonna well. We hope it's delicious. It's better, be, you better get some wine or whiskey or whatever you feel if like. You're a Dave, beer drinker. Feel some beer. That you have to be able to digest this. Um, so, without any introduction, let's hear what the first clip is. Denzinger's own. Hi, I'm Kyle from for Kyle Corner. Now we're just gonna drop, pay a little visit on the screaming girls. Hold on. Yes. Yes. Exclusive footage of the two girls fighting as usual. Sarah here spying on Cassie. Cassie's on the stairs. Sarah's behind the table. This looks like a good one. Cassie's walking around, staring Sarah right in the face. She's found her. Oh, this is a little sensor. I don't think we should let you do this. <laughs> Alright, just want you to know that. I'm used to it. This has been a Kyle Corner. Very interesting there. Yeah, pretty intense. Yeah. Okay, um... Whoa, we're here in my room, and nothing really much is going on here except for that thing that happened. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. And here we see the Elan watching his preferred female type in their natural environment. What? You don't think of that? You don't think of that as, like, you being a third? Like, I I idolized those days. I I idolized those days of, like, being a kid and, like, let's go hang out with the girls. Let's go hang out with the girls. I want to spend time around girls. Well, that wasn't me on the mic. That was Kyle, right? Yeah, that was my friend Kyle Bailey, who uh, I think just celebrated a birthday uh, earlier this month. Happy birthday, Kyle. Happy birthday, Kyle, uh, who is a dad. Oh, no. What? Pretty uh, cool. Congratulations, Kyle, for one of the milestones of life. Yeah, yeah, man. I haven't spoken to him in a minute, so this is probably going to be an is awkward. Is he an old like, friend from home? 
He's obviously old yes. friend from home. He's on the Danzig or something. So, yeah, Kyle and uh, I and his sister and my sister all uh, had playdates together. And, you know, our, mm-hmm. our parents were friendly with each other through mm-hmm. uh, Woodstock scene. The occasion arose that, uh, you know, when Kyle would be at the house or I would be at his house, mm-hmm. we would always uh, play with the tape recorder if we weren't already, like, playing basketball or video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on, like, the downtime, we would pull out the tape recorder and use it. He would use it. His whole like shtick was mm-hmm. this thing called Kyle Corner, among a few other different um, programs. Was, that was the Kyle Corner at all? I'm assuming the answer is yes. Influenced by the title Danzinger Zone. <laughs> well, I, I would say that the Kyle Corner uh, usually meant uh, Kyle taking the tape recorder and sneaking around the house and being like, "Let's go spy on the girls." It was almost always like, "Let's spy on Sarah and Cassie." And see like what they're up to. Yeah, that was always his thing. As opposed you to don't, be, you don't associate that with being like the adolescent development of like of like. Mm. It was that much more. Uh, he was two years younger than I, so maybe uh, that was like where his head was at. Mm-hmm. Uh, my. Wait, so how old were you at the at the, at the time of this recording? Uh, I would say twelve. Uh, so I was he was gonna 10. say. I was assuming. I was assuming like just at that age when you're like yeah. when it's like starting where you're starting to become self aware. I remember where this took place. I remember exactly where this took place. Mm-hmm. And in order to understand the visuals, which aren't mm-hmm. really that important, they're kind of tertiary to the clip. We're on stairs that are above the kitchen slash living room. The way our house is laid out, mm-hmm. the kitchen's on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Like all the bedrooms are on oh, the first no floor. Way. The entrance to the house is on the first floor. And then the second floor is where the living kitchen area is. That's just the way my parents wanted it. And then there's ah. a third floor. There's a third floor, but it's like more of like an open loft that you have to walk upstairs that are open stairs. So you, as you're walking up the landing, mm-hmm. you, uh, you're basically above the living room. And the loft itself is directly above the kitchen. So as you show me pictures of your parents' house, this sounds like a really fucking cool layout. They're, 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 yeah, they're not going to rent it. They're not going to uh, sell it anytime. So there's no like actual professional photos. But uh, uh, yeah, whatever the case is. Yes, I will show you. That's really, but that's I actually show really you. fucking cool. It's a cool design. It's very uh, Mediterranean or European. I don't know. Maybe not. I would I, say. I would. I would say less. Mediterranean, but maybe it's it's sort of like new age, like new age modern, where you ha- where you sort of have the living spaces above, sure, or sorry, under the, the we're, communal we're, spaces. We're, yeah, we're getting caught up on the physicalities. Little, of little, little too specific. But Kyle and I are spying on the girls in quotes. Yes, from upstairs, where they can't technically see us because we're there in the same space as them, mm-hmm. but they can't see us because we're upstairs in the computer <laughs> room slash loft area. Right on. Hanging where out the... in that corner where the stairs meet the ceiling. Exactly. So we're up there and my sister and her friend Cassie, Kyle's sister, are in the kitchen and I I don't know what exactly well, happens here. Got, but I my got... mom answers the phone and she's very annoyed because I hmm. guess maybe there was some issue. My guess is, is that maybe my sister had answered the phone and then she didn't uh, take a message or something and then hung up and then the person called back. Uh, I don't know. It, there okay. must have been something that had happened where my mom was very pissed at my but sister. But a chain that wasn't continued. Right. But here's the best part is if you heard there, I edited it. Like really, really hard edit basically. like this I mean, was... for, for our listeners, when we were listening to this, Elon cracked up at the line, Oh, I don't think this is code. Yeah, we got to censor this. That wasn't even the part that I was laughing at. Even the part that I couldn't even like hold it together. Yeah, was when I was said this happens all the time. <laughs> Precocious Elon. After I've edited from, um, so I'm pretty sure my mom like said an expletive to my sister and Cassie there in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I really wish I knew exactly what, but I don't. Like, I'm mm-hmm. guessing it had to do with anything regarding maybe like taking messages or like mm. bothering while she's on the phone and then like she's being annoying to my mom like while she's trying to figure out like who called or something and mm-hmm. she couldn't anyway being on the phone back then on a landline you know and not being able to get the caller yeah. id yeah yeah much more whole different world whole different so, world so but after she did the expletive the uh goes back to live what was actually originally recorded and you can mm. hear me say this happens all the time. 
to it. <laughs> and I don't think that's true. I mean, maybe it was, but I guess like I just sort of, I, I was so accustomed to seeing like family quabbles mm-hmm. every now and again that it didn't really hurt me Maze too you. much. But we were like, oh, that was interesting. <laughs> I mean, my old, my old line to my mom that she always loved when me and my little brother were kids was, um, uh, you always know if mom's had a good or bad day in the market because if she's had a bad day, she comes home screaming. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Which one of you were the one that your uh, parents would yell at more? Was it? It was. It was you. It no, was, it was always no, no, you. It, no, no. Actually, it, believe it or not, it was actually my little brother. Okay. Yeah. It was just frustration at him and I fighting, and it was Sam's frustration at not being at not at. I think at least this is my analysis from from extraordinary distance of our at our youth. Or from our youth, I um that you know that he was just sort of pissed that I wasn't being the big brother that he expected. Um, when in reality, I was just sort of being like, "Dude, you're being a you're being a a little shit." You know what I mean? <laughs> and because he was, you know, he hadn't Sam had yet to have the experience of being kicked off a pedestal. You know what I mean? Like I had the when when Sam was born, um, in kindergarten, I drew a picture of mom that was Jabba the Hut because, and the teachers were like, "Okay, we need to investigate this." And we need to investigate why you driv- drew. We were told your to mom. draw a picture of our family, and, and you drew a job of the hut for mom. You did, yeah, I did. And um, really though, I, I didn't even. I don't. I have Elon. I have no memory of this. But basically, but apparently, I was very upset because mom and dad couldn't pay as much attention to me because I, they we, they had a baby. They had you know my baby, my brother, and so I could you know. And so basically, I I had I had to learn that I wasn't the center of the universe, and that was a very sort of like pivotal and educational moment for me. And Sam um, and mom and dad's uh, philosophy of sort of placating, especially in public, right? Like, if you've got an issue, you bribe them. Bribe the kids. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely gave Sam, especially when he was younger, this sort of spoiled brat um, feel. I mean, he is, what's wonderful is that he is, he is now, like, nowadays, now that he is in his late 20s, he is the polar opposite of that. But, you know, it was, it was childhood. That entire experience, I mean, just the image of you you know, you and another, you and one of your best friends sitting at the top of the stairs watching his sister and your sister, right? Like, like that's the quintessential young adolescent, like loving home family fun time thing. You know, loving. Yeah, yeah. sure. Seriously. Yeah, that's right. Oh come on. <laughs> Let's take a listen to another clip, and this one is uh, actually another one involving Sarah. We were at a friend's house, and I sense a lot of, uh, we'll be playing a few of these uh, from mm. this particular tape. This is very disturbing. What? You may sound like I'm really speaking regular. Okay, so what I think we heard there, huh? <laughs> we heard a, an ambush. Uh, ah. Was recording Nirvana's "All Apologies," mm-hmm. and my sister took the tape recorder from me ah. and proceeded to, as what it seemed like, because there were other things there that had mm-hmm. no at all involvement mm-hmm. regarding that Nirvana song. There was stuff recorded before that I was recording over. I could have sworn I heard sound effects from a video game. Mm-hmm. And I remember what the video game was because that was the score sound effects 
after you beat a, a level, or I guess, you know, won a, a match in ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters. Yeah. I left the recorder on playing that and then rewound back and was like, this is stupid. We should just listen right. to some Nirvana right. and record over it. Clearly what ended up happening was Sarah, with those spaces, she took the recorder and was like trying to steal the recorder while the song was happening. It seems like there was a lot of sugar rush going on. There was on definitely there. a lot of like hyper kid going on. But did you not sense that that was all right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Was that the actual tape in the recorder coming up to speed? Or were you guys both playing with the speed settings of the actual playback of the tape? There were two parts that I heard where you went from talking and I didn't I thought this was the tape, not you in the real world, right? That you saw all of a sudden it, your speech went much, 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 much faster. Yeah. And then slowed down. I think I'm much more. And so my first line to think of this was, oh, Elon's discovered the speed settings. Oh, I was, I may have been changing my voice too there because uh, knowing me, I was probably insisting on doing my Jockasaurus voice. Jockasaurus. Or, or, right? Or, but it sounded like I was doing more of a, a Don Sony voice, even though I was trying to do a voice like this. Trying to do a dark evil voice. Well, try, trying to do my, more rocky as no, me. trying to do my Jockasaurus voice as opposed to my, voice, which basically just sounds like Yoda. I I can't really do Yoda. Mm. You can't do Yoda. I, I can't do Yoda. I just can't. No, well, you're just missing out there, buggy. Oh, I really am. So that's bad. What would happen if you know Yoda and Schmiegel just like got like some coffee? What would it be like? Well, I, I have to say, Yoda, I I like a little cold to do. It's the winter. Why the fuck would you want a cold brew in the winter? I, I, I'm, I'm possessed and 400 years old. I, I, I like being cold. That's, that's my preferences. I don't know. I just don't know anymore. I feel like I've lost the plot. All I want to do is just drink coffee. I, I got that. I totally get that. Keeps but the so, force but alive. So, but who are you doing Alive, right the now? force it keeps. Alive, the force it does yeah. keep. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good, good. Crazy so, Town. Crazy Town. Welcome to Crazy Town here on uh, Rewound <laughs> on Radio Free Brooklyn, Thursdays from 3 to 4 p.m. So, okay, actually, uh, I realized that we're talking about uh, the crazy town that's occurring uh, in on the this clip, tape. In yeah. this tape. The friend's house that this is all happening in, mm-hmm. it was still when I was 12. I might have been 11. Either way, it was sixth grade. I would say 12. And I was hanging out with my buddy Vincent Sidelli. And Vin. Vinny Sidelli. Vinny Sidelli, son of Vincent Sidelli. So he's a junior. Uh, and him and his brother, Will, uh, and I and my sister hung Will. out every now and again. William. William. Well, he was a, all, I don't really uh, spend too much time with him as adults, but we are in touch. And I know my mom went to Will's wedding, so full disclosure, nice. we're all still chatting. We're all close to this day. I was not diagnosed with ADD until eighth grade, and I'm pretty sure he, Vincent, was diagnosed with ADHD at this time. I'm sorry, what were you saying? I was looking at that shiny picture in the corner. It's time for Locked Out Vincent! I will rock you out! Locked <laughs> <laughs> Out William and Vincent! He isn't backed out. As I am! Yeah! Yeah! I'll beat him up. One minute. Yeah! Yeah! Come on, if you think you're backed out! You got to fight! Like backed out, Vincent! Ha ha! Ha That's just an example. And yes. Oh boy. That's just, you know, typical behavior, you know? I mean, for a 12 year old boy, I gotta say, that- or for, for a 10 to 12 year old boy, oh. that does, that sounds normal. Right. The brother, Will, which I know mm-hmm. it's a great name. It's a fantastic oh, name. Oh, shut up. But yeah, you were saying. <laughs> they both were kind of like that same energy. And so it always, every time I went oh, over. that must have been fun, dude. Well, every time I went over there, it made me feel like I wasn't nearly as hyped up as they were. I'm normal. I, I felt like, you know, I, I had uh, friends that Your I was. people. Yeah, <laughs> my people. <laughs> no, there was those instances where I felt that I definitely uh, did not come even close to exemplifying the ADD slash ADHD mentality mm. when I was with them. But then there were those cases where I was with somebody who was not at all. And then I would be like, 
And the difference was hilariously huge. Mostly my ADD was really that of actually not paying attention at all, right, as right. is indicative of the fact that over the years I just continue to not see anything uh and i just continue going without paying attention no um the, the hyperness i'm sorry who are you yep <laughs> oh, shiny that, no the height the, the, the hypeness was uh very much something that i think i voluntarily would take on i feel like that makes sense does this feel accurate to you i had a tendency especially at that age to sort of fill the, i mean i still have this tendency to fill the silence right like if there's somebody across from me who i don't feel is as engaged as i am I'm going to try to fill that space and get them excited. Yeah. Whereas if somebody is across from me who is also really excited, I will mirror that energy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and it's, it's, it's something I think that is the most adolescent thing I do. But nonetheless, I feel like that's, that's kind of, I feel like, I feel like that's an MO that is at least somewhat universal among us creative types. Sure. One thing that's uh, important to remember is that there was a time where we had to do something other than look at our phones to pass the time. Oh, I'm sorry. I was replying to a text. What you say? That You weren't. <laughs> it's all good. No. Playing to the uh, the crowd here, uh, whoever is listening, you know, what, what did you do when you uh, were seeking out something to do in times of lack of socialization? When you didn't want to socialize, what did you do for me? We had Game Boys, right? You know, right. that was sort of our thing when we were kids. I, I never, or Game Gears. Game Game Boy and Game Gears were were a I was a generation removed from those. I was my, my first real gaming system was N sixty four. Well, did you have something handheld? I did not. So the handheld video game consoles, mm-hmm. right? Or video game whatever the I mean, case just, is. Just mini consoles. But mini consoles yeah. were sort of the precursor to cell phones. In that True. that was our way of detaching ourselves as children from the outside world. But if I was in the case where I did not have one, and that was most of the time since I didn't own one, I just simply mm-hmm. was would borrow of friends. I basically just was always trying to fill the space, as you were saying, with like things uh, to talk about. Uh, so there, there was that nervous energy every now and again as a kid mm. uh, in the car when I just want, want to make conversation. The way you could shut me up in the car was mm-hmm. you can just play music and I would just like listen to the radio for hours on end. Really? Oh, sure. Would you, I mean, like, why would that capture you so much? Um, I guess because uh, it was no different than being in my room and listening to music. I mean, the huh. difference was, was it was the radio, but you're being transported somewhere, so it's only for a brief period of time. And then every now and again, your dad or your mom would want to have a conversation with you about school, and you'd be like, no, I really like this song about the Smashing Pumpkins. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, my, I loved listening to music, and, and from when I was a kid until now, what I loved about listening to music was just was how an entire world would sort of like blossom in my head, and I'd just sort of get stuck on these fantasies of like, you know, seeing spaceships fly around or a cityscape being built or being a superhero or saving people. It was actually the way I sort of like discovered storytelling because it just sort of kept me entertained. And my favorite place to be was in the car, especially with my parents driving when I was a little kid, because I was like, okay, I don't have to worry. I can trust that these people know what they're doing and I'm just going to sink into a fantasy world. What was the first storytelling experience you could remember? Where I was actually telling a story? Yes. Or, I think it was second grade. We were at uh, Pierpont Playground, which is sort of like where the school would take us. And I was telling a story about these guys who are in a submarine and go way, 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 way deep. I was a little obsessed with the movie. My dad had just shown me the movie, um, The Abyss, you know, the James Cameron movie. Yes. And we'd gone. um, And so I, I went crazy, crazy. And so basically it was about people exploring this massive new civilization that they discover deep, deep, deep underwater except in my version, it was all destroyed and gone. And these guys are walking around, and all of a sudden they come across these rocks that they think are just rocks, and then they stand up and turn into creatures. And And I remember, like, I had everybody. You know what I mean? Like, everybody was locked in. And then I turned it into a joke of these rock creatures jumping out, pulling out guitars, and starting to sing, Who disturbs our slumber, dude? Who disturbs our slumber? And it was just, like they loved it. I know it was so ridiculous, but like it was a real moment for me. I just totally pulled this out of my ass. Everybody was locked in and everybody loved it. And it was like a, a talked about thing for the next like two weeks. That's wonderful. I didn't realize until honestly, until fairly, until relatively recently, like how that really was the first thing that made me think to myself, yeah, I guess I could do this. People enjoy it. Yeah. 
we uh, have to actually take a quick break right now, and we hope that you will uh, stay reeled in and connect with us for the next half of Lost and Rewound here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free. Stick around. You want to come here at Clips? You want to come and listen to things? We show you many things here we on got, Radio Free. We got energy for days, but we only have a half hour to give you that energy, <laughs> so we just have to wait till next week for more energy. And then you'll come back up with lots of energy. We're here every Thursday, as we said before. If you want to listen to our past episodes of Lost and Rewound, that is a possibility. You can go to iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify or to our main site at Podomatic. That's lostinrewound.podomatic.com. And, and, you know, to be fair, it is also the case that you may want to be on our show. Uh, I would a- applaud you for being brave enough to be in the same room as the energy that we uh, have been. As the two of us. Or, or the three of us. You know, Catherine isn't here this week. You know, we have had a number of different faces come through here and names and uh, personalities. And we welcome you to be one of those personalities and share some of your old audio from the yesteryears of email is lost and rewound at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Pretty straightforward. And yeah, send us your pitches. We'd love to hear what you have and hopefully send us them picks. get you on either before or after this year wraps up. This week, we're kind of going into a, a, an improvised spiral, if you will, of Danziger's own clips that have really no connection with one another. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to any of the other times that I've played Danziger's own clips where there's been a theme. But uh, truth be told, uh, we're kind of flying off the seat of our pants this week, and that's Love all it. good because we just got back from holidays, and we need to uh, be a little more uh, vulnerable. And I guess the word would be light on our feet. It's true. It's true. We are adapting to what was the massive amount of intake that was this past week, or travel in general, and just I mean all of the above. Dealing with family, dealing with travel, dealing with all the food. It's all. I mean, all of it's wonderful, but. There is absolutely a level of stress engaged and all that, isn't there? I have a clip here from that same house of Vincent Williams. This is called Fun with the Mic. Oh, yeah. You're going to hear something really cool. Better turn it on your volume. Whoever's listening to this. Hi, this is Elon, and oh, we're just here in, um, in Vincent's room, and uh, we're watching Vincent and William playing their game. Actually, my game, but they're playing it. So, ha. Oh, yeah, man. And this is the dancing game. Dancing, dancing, man. And, well, I think I might have to almost say goodbye. So, um, I'll turn this off for the moment. Bye. Now it's time for On Lawn's Famous Put Down. His famous put-down for this one is... You're a schmuck. Did you know that? This has been one of your large famous put-downs. Oh, this is you. Hello? I, 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 I think, think you, you suck, 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 suck. I think you 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 suck. That is scary. Scary. Ah. You may not even hear that I actually am speaking. If I am. But, you may sound like I'm really speaking regularly, but I am actually speaking into a mic. 
Well, where were those echoes are coming from? From, 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 from. Oh boy. Did I hear something? Oh boy. This is really scary. Let's hear it. Yummy, 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 yummy. Yum, 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 I was crazy. Wow, that was actually kind of amazing. He's a schmuck. He's a schmuck. He's a schmuck. You suck, 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 suck. Like it's like it's 50% you being like, guys, why are you playing my game? And 50% you like genuinely being a kid have like that's so I love it. I love it. It's such an awesome like representation of that, you know, childlike wonder with sound. We're discovering Elon developing talent. Yes. Finding his voice. Yeah, exactly. The, vo- the the way in which I was recording this was actually kind of nifty. It connects to the Nirvana clip, actually, because now if I'm serious, <laughs> God, if I can. Well, because remember when there was that really weird feedback that yeah. was occurring? Yeah, yeah. OK, so Vin and Will had this. It sounded like you were modulating it or playing with the speed, but it, but that wasn't it, right? They had a microphone and uh and like speakers. Uh-huh. So I guess I don't know if this was like a, a feed loop. So it was like a PA system kind of thing. They had, I mean, that's definitely... they had like two speakers, yeah. and then they had a microphone that was connected to the speakers. I still have this experience whenever I listen to any of the shows. I my voice sounds so much different than I think it does in my head. Right, like with the the voice that I hear in my ears now that I'm speaking out loud, it always surprises me how different it is when I hear it back on a recording. Yeah, and so like I can imagine, you know, like that freneticness sounds like you guys just having fun with sound right yeah. like just rolling that's with... p- precisely what was happening there yeah and there, right. and there you heard me uh do an elon's famous put down there was a, mm-hmm. a few different programs that i gave myself there was elon's famous sayings elon's famous put downs <laughs> and demented dictionaries demented dic- please tell me what demented dictionaries all right. was all right so elon's famous sayings were something like really stu- stupid like look before you leap but only until after you've taken the dishes out <laughs> Or something. <laughs> something so esoteric to just what happened. Did you like, say esoteric? I, I did say esoteric. Okay. Bad. Esoteric. 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 Something so esoteric. Esoteric. To the Danzinger family and specifically Alon's experience. But I'm sorry. Please continue. You were saying what were <laughs> no, the other ones? No, it's fine. Um, so then uh, Alon's famous put downs were something like, you're a schmuck, I think was just a perfect <laughs> one. Like, <laughs> not necessarily the word. Hey, you. You. You're a schmuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like stupid. Like I don't know. Just it, it. It was never the the words per se. It was like the way in which you said it. I don't know. Like I don't know. I forget. It was exactly. the joy in reveling in the sort of like put down I've, of it and putting I, all I, that yeah, layered emotion I'm in kind there. Kind of too doubt the put downs because I don't know why I was even given them in the first place. <laughs> Honestly, Ilan, I can only imagine. You've always been such a sort of like terrifyingly nice guy. That I can only imagine that, like, I, I honestly believe you're one of the few people on the planet I would believe it who would, who would like, feel physical pain at hearing yourself put down somebody else for no reason. Yeah. The the, the Demented Dictionaries, though, those were very creative. Those Please were like, tell me what they Give me some example. Uh, just think of, like, a like Punderdome kind of shit. Are right? you serious? Like, that that was basically where I rolled on the Demented this is Dictionaries. The, uh, today, today in my burger shop, we're making the Fetophilia Burger comes with feta cheese and candy <laughs> sure it was something like that. that that's a little more highbrow than i would have that's than, than, than that's 11 oh okay yeah, yeah i need to watch more episodes of that i love it, it just makes me i feel love like... that show so much i love that show so Blech. much oh um, i love it. here check this out the next door store how they always have different names don't comb around here no more products for balding men <laughs> that's that's uh, this is all on the same so like let's see maybe like uh i don't know I'm trying to come up with a Demented Dictionary definition off the top of my head at 36 years old almost, and I'm going to say laptop, a uh, a you know, a, a lap that's on your on you on the upper half of your body or something. <laughs> I'm gonna lap up this top. Yeah, something like that. 
Like again, really stupid. But and also totally nonsensical. But yes, exactly. So <laughs> and the, the, those were my programs. So what I was doing in that clip was basically just fucking with this new, even larger version of a tape recorder. Mm-hmm. It was an actual microphone. So are we talking like a deck setup with like a cord going out of it? Or are we just talking else about a other speaker than, with a mic attached? That's basically what it was. Okay. Cool. And then I put the tape recorder in front of the speaker. Oh my god! And then and then talked into it. But I love how I'm so uncreative and unimaginative in like what I'm saying. All I had the thought of to say was, "Hi, this is Alon." Like, just like <laughs> that's my way of testing the microphone. Be like, "This is me." Hear my voice. Move my hair. (laughs) Be kind, buddy. Brilliant 12-year-old. next clip again more i don't know what this is exactly because i have the file written as herbie the love bug oh my God. or night rider i sense it's the first ladies and gentlemen here as we breach into this hat to pull out something and some sort of trick here we go that's time for sarah the phantasmagorical watching a movie right now it's called, i don't know what it's called but it's about kid that that has that drives a car, and it's a magic car. So he likes to make a lot of money, and so it thinks he has his wallet with something in it. So he has to get that, and the guys are just chasing him for the car, and that's all. Wait, so she was huh. describing. What could you ascertain from the way she was? Dis- I thought that was going to be an actual like recording from the television, and it ended up just being a description for what could have been truly either yes, Herbie the Love Bug or Knight Rider. Oh my God, I feel like what what, what we you, enter what? into the first childhood writing session, and we're just throwing spaghetti at the wall to see if it's what. Good. But you know, but hear me out on this. You know, when you're a kid, and just collections of words and their sheer nonsensicalness are so entertaining. Yeah. I feel like that is exactly what that is. That is literally just like you being on the microphone, you being on the spotlight, feeling the adrenaline of it being recorded and going, happy fun, love time, yay! You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just, like you're really just throwing out bullshit. But like that's, but but like you really, I mean, the fun of that is exactly what you said. You could have literally been standing in front of a Herbie what car? It's Her, just, the love bug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, like from Herbie Fully Loaded, the love bug? That's what I thought that she was describing. I thought, I mean, I got that, but at the same time, there's no other references to that movie, and there's nothing in the background to suggest they're actually watching something. Like, I feel like she just pulled that out of nowhere. If you had a car that talked, you don't drive. No. But if you were to drive. Yeah. What kind of car would you want? Would you want a love I would want an Aston Martin Vanquish that could turn into a jet That was not what I was trying to ask, but okay. Go for it. Ask it. Ask it. Ask it. I cut you off. I cut you off. No, it's a pimp car, dude. It's a pimp car, but what I would, but if I had my, would it have a voice? Yes, absolutely. What kind of voice? <sighs> Honestly, it would probably be a British man that gave me advice on life okay. and how to kill people. All right. So what you're saying is, is that you'd go for more of a Night Rider than a Herbie Lovebug. You got it. But wait, the Herbie Lovebug doesn't even talk. Though. It doesn't, but it does express love through action. It expresses love. <laughs> so it's a mute. It <laughs> but, is a mute. But <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're getting whole new looks on Herbie Fully Loaded today, ladies and gentlemen. And then Knight Rider actually like did talk. Do 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 So you'd want your car to actually vocalize and talk with you. Well, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with motherships, like big ships that could oh, hold other ships. Yes. And so the big sixteen wheeler that Knight Rider could just drive up on into and they like maintained it and kept it alive and did this whole thing. I always wanted that. I was like, that's the team I'm gonna be a part of. 
flying talking cars and saving the world. <laughs> I was I really loved Night Rider as a kid. That was like my Nick at Night favorite show. Other than it was on Nick at Night, huh? It was on Nick at Night Taxi and Welcome Back Carter were my other two favorite shows. Please tell me you watched any of Welcome Back Carter. Oh, I mean a little. Welcome back. I mean, I know the theme song better than I know any of the episodes. Let's just gotcha. say that. Hey, we have time for one probably more. like more, one, one or two more clips. Let's let do it. We're, we're, we were listening to my sister Sarah before. Now it's time for singing Sarah. Yes, it's just singing Sarah. Okay. This song is called Merry Christmas. Hope you like it. Merry Christmas to you. I love Christmas with dashing snows through the world. You hate me and I hate you today. With all those people out there dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh. All the fields we go laughing all the way. Ha ha ha. The thunderbolts ring, making spirits fly. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh! Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh! Hey. Okay, now it's time for jingle bells. Jingle bells, I mean, not jingle bells. I did. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Reindeer had a very shiny nose, like a light bulb. And if you ever saw him, saw him, you would even say it was like flashlight. All of the other reindeer, reindeer used to laugh and call him names like Pinocchio. They never let poor Rudolph, Rudolph, play any reindeer games like Monopoly. Then one foggy Christmas scene, Santa came to say, Ho, ho, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? All of the other reindeer, reindeer, loved shouted out with green yippee. Rudolph, the red nose reindeer, reindeer, you'll be out of here stirring the Columbus by. And this has been Sounds like she was oh, like dinner God. was ready, so she had to wrap it up. She was like, "Gotta go, gotta go." But I mean, the, okay, three things. One, um, join an Andy Reindeer games like Monopoly. Like, well, like, well, what did you guys say? No, nothing. Join was, an Andy Reindeer games. I mean, the only part of that song that we sang as a kid was um, was like a light bulb. You know, in terms of all those additions as to what these aspects of I'm them were. I'm pretty like. sure there's an unofficial script of things that oh, you I'm said. Sure, I'm sure there is, but the it only was, one that I'd ever heard was light bulb, and I thought that was just her ad libbing. Was that really her? Like. There's another version of this song done by the both of us, uh-huh. and it, you can actually hear it's super cute. One of the extras that's on our SoundCloud page. But um, that said, this one we haven't played where she was doing it all on her own, and I wasn't there to help her. Mm-hmm. And we've also talked about this in the past on the show. There was a tape that I made in which part of it there was a power outage that had hit our house. So mm-hmm. we were sort of left to our own devices and luckily our radio had batteries so we were able to listen to the radio and listen to some christmas songs that we recorded as well and it was so much fun Mm -hmm. but yeah in this moment i don't know exactly what was happening we were just sitting around and you know getting candles and otherwise playing christmas songs and then hanging out with the tape recorder and i don't know where i was but sarah was like i'm just gonna do this all on my own (laughs) i'm pretty sure there's an unofficial script though there's like what reindeer reindeer I think like that. light bulb, like a flashlight or and then Monopoly or I don't know. I think it's, it's like always... the flashlight struck me as so inaccurate. You know what I mean? They never let poor. What was the line right before? They never let poor, poor Rudolph. They let, used what? to laugh and call him names like Pinocchio. Yeah, it's always I Pinocchio. had never heard that before in my life. Oh, dude, I had literally real? never heard that before in my life. Are you kidding me? Wasn't this the first Simpsons episode with Christmas? Bullshit. If that's in there, then I am just an idiot. But I got. But seriously, I've ne- I do like I... that did not ring a bell. Yeah, like, and then you go down in history, and Bart's like, like a tail of the hun, and then he gets... But that's hilarious! Yeah. All right, but two things. One, let's address the elephant in the room here for a second. Many elephants in the room. Oh, my God, yes. Her going, your sister going, I love Christmas, I love Christmas, We're I Jewish. love Christmas. Aren't you Jewish? We're totally Jewish. We, that's we the played best. on this show, your bar mitzvah. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, but we got all into Christmas music. There was... <laughs> 
Look, man, there was no... You weren't one of those assholes who celebrated both and got double. No, but we weren't those Jewish folks who uh, pretended that Christmas wasn't around. And you can't. You live in America. (laughs) Christmas is around you. Happy holidays, motherfucker. <laughs> so I guess that's a good place to end on uh, for this hour. <laughs> no, that, 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 that would about do it for us. But uh, uh, any th- final thoughts about the clips that we've uh, heard Honestly, on this hour? I have to say, it, it was some of the most we, fun listening I have had recently with yes. this, just because it's such a rare insight to see to see that sort of, you know, that's just like pure development. You know what yeah. I mean? That's seeing you and your sister at a young age and you and your friends at a young age in this sort of like these parts of life that are so hard to copy and, we, to, and to actually like emulate. We listened to a little bit of animosity between daughter and mother. We mm. listened to a really disturbing ambush of a Nirvana song. <laughs> um, we listened to the uh, crazy uh, kids that I, I spent time with. Your and, sister excising some demons. Hey, sister exercising some demons and uh, getting a little bit of her uh, holiday spirit in. Hopefully at- exercising. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then we heard me uh, fucking around with uh, uh, actual professional sound equipment as opposed to just a tiny little tape recorder. Fucking around professional sound. <laughs> and there's more where this came from. You can hear us every week here on Radio Free Brooklyn from 3 to 4 p.m. Um, next week, it may be my stuff. It may be somebody else's stuff. We, you know, There's no way to know for sure, but we invite you to come back next week and see what else we have coming up. My name is Alon Danziger. And I'm Will Hasty. This is Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Happy see you holidays. Happy holidays. See you next week.